This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Let's talk about quoting today. That's fine. But we're not supposed to use that word. For full disclosure, remember the hill I'm going to die on and the lifetime goal is an insurance agency world that does not consist of quoting. I also recognize we're not there yet. And I also recognize that this needs to happen and happens in agencies and it happens in our agency and it is what it is at this stage of the life cycle of an insurance agency. I think for me, it's about the word. And we've discussed I'm a logophile and the whole concept of us being insurance advisors and helping people perceive us as the person that is protecting all of their assets. At the point that we say, well, I'm going to get you a quote on that. I can promise you, like I have never heard Mama Queen or anybody at the law office and I have never had my CPA say, yeah, I'm going to get you a quote on that. It takes being an insurance professional completely out of the running. Totally agree. This is the equivalent of let me bid on your insurance. And I use bidding and quoting synonymous with each other in the context of what we're talking about here. When I call my attorney, I do not call my attorney and ask him to bid on this thing that I need him to do for me. I don't do that just like you said with my CPA. These are advisors and I know we want to reach this point. When we talk like this and we don't change the terminology, the words that we use are really important, especially with setting expectations for our clients. I think we kind of set ourselves up for failure and you might as well have said, hey, let me give you a bid on your insurance. And if you don't like the idea that you are bidding on somebody's insurance, submitting a bid, whatever you want to say there, then you shouldn't like, let me give you a quote. There's this thing that we need to tackle and it is a huge undertaking. No doubt about it. I don't don't want to dismiss this as, oh, this is easy. Let's just stop saying quote. Well, tell your 20-year experience, 10-year experience people to change something that is just part of their language is not an easy thing to overcome. I think if you're talking with your staff, it goes back to Simon Sinek's Start With Why. And I think it is an understanding of why we're wanting to make this change. And for me, as a visual learner, I just have to put sticky notes on my monitor to use the correct terminology for things. And I know that you are very anti-sticky note. We don't have sticky notes at Integra. Sticky notes are bad, but that's what I have to do. I have to write the verbiage that I want to use on a sticky note and it stays there. I get it. And there are these little triggers and reminders of wanting to talk differently or say different things that resonate better with our customers. I just really think the marketplace today is telling us why we don't want to be in the quoting or bid game because it resonates price. It screams price all around it. It screams, I have to be better in pricing terms than what you have, or you can't be my client. That's what I think it tells the consumer. And in their mind, they may not be thinking that at all. I've had plenty of examples of people who just wanted to do business with us because they appreciated our culture. They appreciated our core values and they're handing us business 
And our natural response was, I'll get you some quotes. And that's not at all what needed to happen. What needed to happen is I'm going to need to gather a little information to get all this prepared for you. I'll call you when I have it ready for you. Well, what did I just say differently? What I said in the consumer's mind was I'm doing this. But as soon as as an agent, as we said, oh, okay, I'll get you some quotes and call. Well, we just completely destroyed ourselves and our opportunity. And we just turned this thing into a pricing thing. We just made it something that it may not have been. That is not what our CPA or attorney does. They don't do that naturally. They have a conversation. They say, okay, what's the problem? Well, let's talk about this. Well, what, what do we need to do? And then we get our bill in the mail and we pay our bill and we go on the road and we call them again the next time. And if we're doing quite a bit of business with them, like in most cases, in a lot of businesses, we may be paying them on a monthly retainer basis. And it is just the way business is done. We have to try to get as close to this as we can. I know it's different because we are not necessarily fee basing our advice. And that's part of the challenge is that we're making commission on this product. But that doesn't mean that that's not coming at some point in the future. We have to work a little extra hard to change this quoting terminology and get it out of our brains and out of our day-to-day dialogue so that we can overcome this sort of pricing stigma. I had a mentor years ago when I was first on the air that told me that we never acknowledge that any competition exists. Every time I open that microphone, every time I go to talk to a client that I would never acknowledge that they would do anything but listen to me or buy from me. And to me, when you give someone a quote, you're opening up this opportunity of them saying, oh, well, yeah, I was going to give this person my business, but maybe there's a better deal somewhere else. I love it. The more we can just ignore that, ignore the competition, ignore, you know, we talk about this as coaches. You know, I heard this from a really good coach one time when we are warming up before the game and we're doing our warm ups. Uh, There was a rule. We never watch our opponent warm up. When you watch them warm up, you are giving them credit. You are acknowledging that that credit is there and that you're concerned about them or worse, (laughs) you're admiring them. When you think about it and you think, okay, winners focus on winning. And there's this really cool meme of these runners and the second place person is watching the first place person and the first place person is watching the finish line. Winners focus on winning. And that's really important here that we focus on what we're doing. Like you as an agent need to focus on your game. You need to focus on what you're doing. How is your experience being portrayed to the client? How are you workflowing things to get out of the quoting business? And that is what I think is very similar to competing. In my days of competing athletically and as a coach, it resonated with me of don't watch the competition warm up. A few weeks ago, I was at a competition in Tennessee and and had shared with one of my girls who is a senior about to go to college. I had prepped her beforehand. We don't watch anybody else. At competitions, they're not necessarily allowed to have their phones backstage because they don't want anyone recording. But I'm like, that's why we've ordered you an MP3 player. I want you to have your music in your ears. I want you to be focused on you. And she went into this particular rehearsal and she was pumped and she was ready to go. And then she decided to watch the other people. And three hours later, she came out of it 
and I couldn't change her mind because she had watched everybody else and made that decision of, yeah, there's no way I can beat them. That's a thing that really exists everywhere. And it's very true with the way we do things in our insurance business. We want to look across town and we want to say, play that comparison game. And we know that comparison is the thief of joy. I've talked about that before where it's like, don't try to emulate necessarily that agency. Be the best you can be. And that's going to be enough. If you really focus on who you are and what you do, every opponent has a weakness. It's very, very vivid to me to compare the athletic environment to to this quoting in our agency thing because I am seeing it. If you focus on your opponent, if you focus on what others are doing, you can be defeated before you step on the field. And you don't need to do that, especially if you are David against Goliath, which is what most of us are in a lot of cases, if we really think about this. As independent agencies in personal lines, well, our Goliath is State Farm. If we're in the commercial area, then that large three, four generation agency across town might be our Goliath. So we're mostly Davids in this realm of independent agencies. 85 to 90% of us are Davids anyway. If you think about it, every opponent has a weakness. Your job is to discover the weakness and then attack. If you sit there and you watch them warm up and you just get it in your head, wow, they're big, they're strong, they're fast, it overwhelms you. And then you play scared, you play in fear, you try not to lose, which is the best way to lose. These are all of those things that kind of go into everything we're talking about when it comes to this quoting idea. And I think what we do is we have these good intentions and then the customer is in front of us or on the phone or whatever. And we're like, let me get you a quote. We just freak out and we just forget everything that we've planned or trained and we just go back to the common, let me work on some quotes for you. I'll call you back. And you just did it. It's all connected to how you approach this customer experience. I know that you're not big on uh, scripting and role playing and practicing these things, but I really do think when you're trying to overcome language that's been in an industry for well over a hundred years, I think that there's some of that that really does need to happen. I think that you need to figure out, okay, this is the language that I want to use and practice using it. And then that way, when you're you're in that situation, you don't go back to that habit that you've been using for decades and you're prepared to make that change. You're right. I'm not huge on that because I get second, third hand embarrassment type stuff. I'm that guy. However, I'll let you in on a little bit of secret and this is a little bit embarrassing uh, to say, especially since it's on a podcast, but I'm in my truck, I'm driving to work, I'm driving to lunch, whatever. I will practice this alone. I have conversations with myself and it's a little weird and I'm glad glad nobody's there. And I'm sure the people driving beside me or at the red light have seen me talking. And I know you can put that off now like, oh, he must be on the phone. About 90% of the time I'm not on the phone. I'm literally having a role playing type conversation about something that I'm working on. So I do it privately. I'm just not really good at sales manager, sales trainee. Okay, let's do this role. And you tell me, and I'm sure it's great. 
I'm just not that guy. But yes, I think you should practice. Practice is way more important than the game itself. And again, using coaching or playing analogy, you should practice three to four times more than you play when it comes to athletics. I am going to high five you again twice in one podcast, by the way, that you are correct in practice more than you play. And I think you have to do this. And if you're not me and you're comfortable with the role play, then find somebody to help you practice. That's great. If you are like me, well, then just take a drive around the block or around town and talk to yourself and you will figure it out. I'm with you. I primarily do this in my car. I usually will actually record myself on my phone using the phrases that I want to use. And then that way I'm hearing myself saying them. And that really helps for me as well. I'm kind of in Pensacola myself. And so when I go to Texas, I don't think you and I are going to sit around and role play verbiage we're going to use. That's not the best use of my time. But if I'm in the car, I think that's a a fantastic time to make those adjustments. And then, like I said, I have the reminders with my sticky notes on my monitors. I think one of the biggest challenges is if you have team members helping them understand why this is important and helping them put this into play for themselves. I want to go one step before that and say, first of all, you have to believe this. If you don't agree with me, fair enough. Or bless your heart. Bless your heart, as you would say. But you have to first and foremost believe that this is something that you feel like is better and it's going to be a better place for your agency to be. If you don't, if you're just dabbling, that lack of authenticity and that lack of I'm all in as a leader is going to show itself and your people are not going to go all in either. Why would they? If you don't go in full force, then they're not going to go all in on this. And so first and foremost, I need you to believe and I need you to say, yes, I want to do this in my agency. And if you don't, that is 100% okay. Stay with your quoting line. Keep doing what you're doing if it's working for you. I firmly believe, though, that this is better and we are committed Even though it's going to be a long marathon of a process, we are committed to changing this in our organization. And so that's what we work on and we talk about. That's our why. First, you've got to believe. But then you've got to explain the why. Why does this matter to your agency? Why does this matter to the client experience? And why do your people need to buy into this? Why do you need them to buy into this? If you do that, you can get people on board and you can break habits that you want to break. They're old habits, they're bad habits, and eventually it will happen. So let's transition from the hypothetical, what we're calling this, to how are we doing this now, especially with the hard market that we're in? I always believe that disruption (laughs) is a great time to grow. I'm seeing it with agencies that I'm talking with. I'm seeing it within our agency. So first and foremost, you have to understand that this is a good time to grow, even though it's disruptive time, even though the market is hard. So I also think that this conversation needs to be divided into two categories. One, it's the remarket or the renewal process. And the other side is the new business process. On the new business process, I love some of the tools that are showing up and that are out there to create proposals, to gather data for the new business process that I love so much are these data gathering tools. Canopy Connect and Covey are the two that we are utilizing. They're fantastic. The first problem 
with growing business and thinking about it from a consumer standpoint and a customer experience standpoint is nobody wants to sit on the phone with you for 45 minutes while you gather data. I go back to the beginning of my days. I go back to the mid 90s and grab the paper quote sheet and start name, date of birth. You just start asking the questions and going through there. And the short cut is, can you send me a copy of your policies? You know, we used to say, can you fax them over, right? Now it's snap a picture or it's, can you email them to me or whatever it might be. The shortcut that a lot of agents want to do is they want to grab the current policy deck pages or get that information. Well, that's what Covey and that's what Canopy Connect and these tools that are available, they kind of skip that process and they allow that to happen on a digital basis and the customer to provide that information, authorize you to have that information, which cuts down on quite a bit of time. And so we're in this awesome place as an industry, especially in the independent agency channel, where we don't have to do that 30 minute conversation to gather data. We can spend relationship building time. We can spend our time talking about things that getting to know our client, asking questions that we want to know, like, are you married? Do you have any kids? Do you whatever, right? These are all rating factors, but they're also relationship questions. They're getting to know people. And I love the fact that we have kind of turned this data gathering process on its head by using these tools. For me, it goes down that path. It starts there. And here's the other thing. Someone who wants stop and do this or someone who won't do your Covey or Canopy Connect process with you probably is going to ghost you in the end. Probably going to not be someone that you can actually uh, spend some time with and is going to become your customer because what they're doing is they're still playing the Geico 15 minutes will save you 15% game. They're still believing in the media hype that they're seeing and they just want you to give them a quote without them having to do anything. And what I'm telling you about that client is that's probably not your standard preferred full-time client that I'm asking you to pursue. That person is probably someone who's going to shop you again in six months or 12 months. There's these things that happen on the new business side that will rear its head, so to speak, and they'll show the true colors of really what they're after. And then you can decide, do I want to take that risk or do I want to say, yeah, well, this is our process and this is what I need you to do. And so I think it's okay because I'm thinking about my attorney, I'm thinking about my CPA in this context. And if my attorney asks me for some information and I say, I don't have time for that, well, then my attorney's not going to change what they do and chase me for that information. They're just going to say, okay, well, I can't help you. It's this context of who are we? What kind of agency do we want to build? And what kind of client do we want to have? And I think that for most agents, they love the idea of I can just, you know, this is the, my idea of a perfect client and this is who I want to go after. This is my target demographic. But when they get in the moment or when their people get in the moment, they just want the sale. They do. I can be accused at this point of Shane, you're not living in the real world. Yeah, I do. I still live in that real world, but you have a choice to make. That's the piece here of we are so caught up in 
making the sale that we do not think about the big picture. And that is really more difficult the more people you have, the more salespeople you have who are obviously compensated or bonused or something around that sales process. Well, then, yeah, they just want to get the sale because it serves them to get the sale. It does complicate things because of the nature of being a sales organization by an agency owner saying, okay, a couple of steps back. What do I want this thing to look like? What does this thing look like five years down the road, eight years down the road? Well, that depends on how I do it today. That depends on the clients I bring on today. What is my best long-term profitability strategy? As an agency owner, you have to be able to be really good at explaining your why and helping your people understand that. And you may have to consider compensation system changes to not counteract that. That is just one of those things that we have to go through and everybody's different on that. And you are not one to use the term change in compensation systems lightly. No, I don't do that. I don't like doing that. But you have to make sure that your compensation aligns with your goals. You may be saying one thing, hey, this is what I want things to look like, but you're compensating your people to run in the exact opposite direction of what you want it to look like. It does have to be considered if it's not connecting together. So we've talked about the information gathering for new business. What about for renewals? The awesome part about that is hopefully you're set up in your management system. You have all the data. There should be very little. You're just looking for changed information or updates. Did you add a pool? Did you add on? Did you close the garage? You know, you're looking for changes that might have happened. And that's a lot easier process. So a lot of agents are using intake forms or pieces. Our management system has a tool that allows people to update electronically through a secure link. So most of that happens out there with the tools that are available. So because that data already resides through carrier downloads and staying on top of the data, hopefully this is an easier process. What we are doing, and I really want to take connection to here, is still staying out of the quoting business as much as possible or moving away from the quoting terms. And, you know, the ugly bad cousin is remarket. I need you to remarket things. That's the thing in the independent agency system, because we are the system of choice. We actually have multiple carriers. And one of the things that we do is remarketing a client from carrier A to carrier B at renewal is our absolute last option. We don't want to do that unless we have to. Now, we will do it to retain a client. Don't misunderstand me. Something goes haywire. Obviously, there's huge price swings right now with inflationary measures, the hardening market. The reality of that is that in a lot of cases, because finally carriers are starting to level out with each other, because in the beginning of a hard market, you had carrier A jump first, and then not too long, carrier B jumps, and then C jumps, and then D jumps, and then now you're just kind of waiting on that thing to happen. And we've been doing this for a good 18 months at this process, at this timeline. And we've got one major carrier in the marketplace that's not in the IA channel, by the way, who's still hanging on, bleeding like crazy, losing gobs of money because they can. 
and they're going to jump too. And once all of these pricing changes level set out, then the remarket process is going to be a lot less stressful because the whole remarket process today is because everybody jumped and rate increases and valuation increases and loss cost jumps. All of these things happen at different intervals. If everybody would have jumped at the same time, well, then you could have looked and said, well, this is the best place for you. You need to stay at the carrier you're at because everyone would have been at the same place, so to speak. Now what's happened over the last year and a half is you had all these people moving at different intervals. And so you might've had to make a short-term move of remarketing an account from carrier A to carrier B because carrier B hadn't made a move yet. But then guess what's going to happen at renewal? You're going to do this again. (laughs) And so it's really a short-term track and sometimes it's necessary. Don't tar and feather me, agents. I know, I know you're getting beat up and sometimes you have to do it. But ultimately what we really want is we want remarketing to be our last resort. We have the choice and we have the carriers, but we don't want our people to be remarket sensitive. Like my price jumped 3% in a market where the average is 15 to 20%. And I've trained my clientele to call me for a remarket on a 3% price jump. A 3% inflationary loss cost jump is normal. In a soft market, that's normal. That's not what we want to train our customers to do. We don't want to train our clients to want to be remarketed every year. We don't need to rewrite our whole book every year. Nobody makes money re- writing accounts. It's so interesting to me. My parents who live in Louisiana, my dad was complaining that their home insurance went up $600 this year and that he was ready to call a new insurance agent. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, $600 for the year in the state of Louisiana. Stay exactly where you are. You know, I would rather you move your insurance to be with one of our Integra agents, right? But for that amount of money, stay where you are. Don't move, don't breathe, don't say a word. Yeah, in the state of Louisiana, the correct response is, Daddy, pay it. That's exactly what I said. I'm like, I'll write you a check. Just stay, (laughs) stay where you are. Do you want me to pay it for you? Does that make you feel better? But we're paying this bill. Just just to be clear, that's great. And that's awesome that that's all he had. That's what he all he saw, because that is definitely not the norm, especially in Louisiana right now. I have to rewind all the way back and say, yeah, but how did you obtain the client? And what did you do through the course of the customer client experience to build relationship? Because the agents that I'm hearing from the most that are borderline depressed that are really, really struggling are the ones that truly built their business over the last five to eight years on price sensitivity and being in the quoting business. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Alex Morgan. Always work hard, never give up and fight until the end because it's never really over until the whistle blows. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.